Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. is a podcast and it is called Do Go On. You're listening to my voice. I am Dave Warnicky and I am here with Matt Stewart. Hello, Matt. Hi, Dave. How are you? I am going well and we are joined by another person. I should have asked how you are as well, but let's. we've already been talking off air for about 20 minutes. We're going to well, get no, Hang on. Ha- ask me. How are you, Matt? We don't have time for that, Dave. <laughs> oh, sorry. Je- uh, Jess Perkins is also in the house. Hello, Jess. Hello. I'm well. I'm just going to cut straight to it. I'm well. You're well. Good. Yep. Good. Do you reckon the listeners are really sick of our... Thir- this is lucky number 13 episode, and uh, people are already pretty sick of the preamble that we like to throw in at the start, where we ask each other in a roundabout way how we are, and we're always either well or good. That's the only two options. I would also like to point out that you always introduce Matt first. I've noticed that too. I've got into a habit of and doing it that way. If you'd like to be introduced first next time... No, it's okay. Time. And look, it's clockwise for you, and also... Uh, Matt is closer to you where you're sitting. I just thought it was the, the way that he recruited us to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty much it yeah, too. That... I was I was the last edition. I was the missing piece of the puzzle. You were, really. that's right. Beca- but, we became superhuman when we added before, you. Before I was here, it was shit. It was. That's why those episodes that's, will never... <laughs> they'll never, they'll <laughs> never see yeah. the light of day. But then Jess came on board and was like, oh wow, award winning? Yes, please. Well, technically, we haven't been nominated or won any. In fact, I don't know if podcasts in Australia can win awards. The, potty, can, the potties. Can podcasts <laughs> win awards at all? But if they can. Are there podcast awards? I'm sure there are. I'm, I'm starting them. All right. I'm starting them and we're getting one for sure. There and then we're going to do an episode on them. <laughs> we could. We totally could. And when you say do an episode, you mean if you haven't listened to the show before, that is when we take it in turns to uh, research a topic and report back to the other two 
about that topic, and it is my turn this week. Yeah. And you guys don't know what I'm going to talk about. No. Nah. Yeah, we never got? know what you're going to do, Dave. Is there any possibility Always. that I could bring up a topic, tell you what it is, and then you would veto it straight away and say, no, you can't talk about that? I oh. feel like the death one was pretty close. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is this we all enjoyed like that, that, didn't we, a few weeks ago? Yeah, in the I end. Did, I mean, I, a lot of that I've... I've tried to uh, block out of my memory. Yeah, my therapist and I are working our way through it, but um, apart from that... I hope we haven't lost all our listeners too because of that. Or um, now we're just listened to by morticians and undertakers exclusively. They would hate us because we did nothing but bag them in their professions. Yeah. You anus-packing fucks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they don't get paid enough. I can totally agree with that. Yeah. Oh, I just... Sorry, I'm very conscious of my swearing. I better stop because I know... Well, There are mothers listening. There are mothers listening. (laughs) It's funny that you are... Conscious of your swearing on this episode. <gasps> Is it really? Oh, kind of. Well, <laughs> hold on. Could it be? Don't. The history of swear words. Don't let that um, influence you too much when I ask you a question, because we always start the episode with a question to do with said topic to lead us in. Mm-hmm. My question is, who or whose face do you think is the most reproduced human image since Human. Jesus Christ. The Mona Lisa. Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson and the Mona Mickey, Lisa. Mickey, oh, human. Human, I know. But is Homer, Homer is a human. Uh, Does he have to be a real human? What about... Elvis. Human? What about... Uh, what do you call the when queen. an animal the has queen. been... It's the queen! Oh, yes. oh my God, Dave, queen. fuck you! I wanted to do this topic! Oh, really? Did you yeah. actually? Yeah, it's on my list of like potential topics. Matt, have you also considered this topic? Never. That's brilliant. <laughs> Matt's sitting there thinking, I hate the Queen. I'm very anti-royal. Yeah. By the way, the Queen, uh, her face has graced billions of stamps, of coins. Coins, coins, and banknotes. So and that's why. legit, I have a little list on my phone of like, as I, as ideas come up, I write them down for like future topics. And one of them, and I was nearly going to do it last week. I was nearly going to oh. do Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth II is who we are talking that about. That is so amazing. That's the you, first time this has happened. This is amazing. Isn't it? Are you a fan? I like her. I think Jess? she's sassy. She's cool. She cool, she hip, she with it. She's a pretty cool lady. I was watching a documentary on her and she's she's pretty yeah, she's pretty savvy. I quite like her. Savvy. So that's a Jess a yes from Jess. How about you, Matt? Are you into it? Well, I got no problem with her as a person. I've got a some sort of a problem with the fact that she's born into uh the role of supreme leader. Oh, of big time. Yeah, yeah. Our country and uh others. Oh, but, that's really messed up. But uh I like her. <laughs> Yeah, well, she, so, well, she's not as bad as some supreme leaders around the world in oh, terms of... Yeah, what, are we going to rank them all? Sure, all right, let's do it, Dave. <laughs> you you kick us off. Kim Jong-il, number one bad guy. Number one bad guy. Oh, okay. We'll living, my living, five. living. Can okay. you dictate that tops his badness? Then we've got Queen Elizabeth II going to be number two. It's in her name. Oh, okay. Uh, number three. Some sort of Saudi king. Oh, one of them Saudi kings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Simon Cowell. Oh, yeah, he is definitely... Supreme is he leader. a Saudi king? Yeah. Well, there you go. That's how he's so powerful. How do you think we know who he is? Come on, Matt. I, yeah, I, Matt. I don't know who he is, obviously, but... Um, well, Matt, I'm going to try and win you over with uh, the life of Queen Elizabeth II, and maybe you too will appreciate... Because I also, when I was growing up, if you'd asked me, I would have said, no royalty, we don't need that, why don't we become a republic? But having grown up a little bit, read into her a bit more, I feel like she's won me over a little bit. Okay. She's brainwashed me, if you will. 
So you'd vote you'd vote no to on a republic vote. Well, maybe I'll ask you that at the end of the show. Oh, okay, you reckon you can call. convince us? These are the things I know about her early life. She was uh, she had a small it. role in uh, the King's Speech. She was in that, right? She's the daughter of the guy with the stutter. Well, right? yes, that's right. Sorry, I thought you so meant she was in I that you meant as an actress. Yeah, no, she was in the original no. King's Speech. As a character, in the 1930s. her character was in it. Yes, she did the Nazi salute that came. Oh, uh, accidentally. It's no accident. She did it on purpose. She just didn't realise. Yeah, like in the 1930s before Hitler was that ba- well known to be a... Before he was that bad. Before Hitler was that bad. <laughs> he's a he's a, he's bloody monarchist and a Nazi sympathiser. What else oh, you got, Dave? Come on, you can't paint that on me. <laughs> what I meant was the Second World War had not begun yet. Still think we, think we should bring back slavery, Dave? Well, yeah, of course. Davery? What are you talking about? That's when you're a slave to Dave. Uh, other things Dave I know about her... Slave to the dance floor is what I am. <laughs> She's the longest serving queen, I believe. Yes, this is true. All right, look, mm-hmm. right, now I don't... How about you just let Dave yeah, tell us the facts? Let Dave Matt, shut <laughs> your hairy mouth. I've got about 3,000 3, words of facts to get through. All right, I'm going to take you back. Elizabeth Alexandra Mary was born on the 21st of April, 1926. It was a good year for births. Other people born in that year include Marilyn Monroe. Oh, isn't that weird to think about? Yeah, but he's, he's that the same age. Uh, Hugh Hefner. Oh. David Attenborough. Miles Davis. And most, no, most notably for my own existence, my grandmother. Oh, my God. Seriously, Dave, fuck you. Because I was going to do Queen Elizabeth and, and mention that she is the same age as my grandfather, really? Eddie. Eddie, Eddie, who is turning 90 in 2016. Correct. Wow. Correct. This is so weird because I was really strange. excited about this topic. So, like, while I'm really happy for you, I'm also very annoyed. You know how you could get uh, back at him? How can I get back at him? You could, next week, you could do Elizabeth 1. That'd show him. Elizabeth <laughs> that'd show him. <laughs> yeah. All She's right. sucked in, fuckhead. <laughs> Elizabeth the first. You can do the sequel. <laughs> And she's the same age as my great 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 great, great, great <laughs> grandfather. Uh, when she was born, this is Elizabeth. Not uh, your grandmother. Not my grandmother. <laughs> Her grandfather was King George V, who was on the throne at the time. Her father was Prince... Played by Dumbledore in... In the film. <laughs> the King's Speech. Uh, her father was Prince Albert, the Duke of York, who later became George VI in uh, the King's Speech film. And her mother was Elizabeth, Duchess of York, who later became Queen Elizabeth, and even later, Elizabeth the Queen Mother. Remember the Queen Mum? Right, yeah, so she was cool. Queen Elizabeth, but not Queen Elizabeth the First. No. Yeah, right. So she's just another Queen so Elizabeth. So she's just Queen Elizabeth because her husband became king. Yeah, that's interesting. So her, that's a lesser queen. Yeah, and then when her daughter became queen, she had to be called the Queen Mother, to be, so it wasn't confusing. It is pretty interesting. So there's there could be more Queen Elizabeths, but you, why not just have a second name for like King Wife or something? And then there's no sort of confusion when King you, Wife, King Wife, or Supreme Princess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Head Princess or something. Junior Vice President of Princesses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth is the great great granddaughter of Queen Victoria, and because Queen Victoria who was left-handed. <laughs> Oh, very good. Left-handed. And her husband, who was also her first cousin, uh, Prince Albert. Albert. And you know, just around our studio here, there are streets Victoria and Albert Street. Oh. Either side that you come in on. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's a fact. That's a cold hard You've fact. You've also just told the listeners where we are. Yeah, can you Somewhere between 
Victoria and Albert Street. Uh, together, they had... This is Victoria and Albert. <laughs> they had nine children that married royalty across Europe. And they're so, also cousins. And first cousins. First cousins. Not just, not just like vaguely first cousins. Aww. But So they got nine kids that married royalty across Europe. So because of that, Queen Elizabeth II is related to nearly all of the kings and queens across Europe. So her cousins include King Harold V, King of Norway, Queen Margrethe II of Denmark, King Juan Carlos, who recently abdicated the Spanish throne, uh, King Carl Gustav XVI of Sweden, and Queen Beatrix of the Netherlands. Wow, that's pretty cool. And, and others. At least, like, so she's related of the to nine kids, they kind of spread their seed a oh, little so, further. so much. Than just Even the cousins. Second and third cousins. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, baby steps. Speaking of baby steps, Elizabeth was born via cesarean section as she stepped out of the womb. Stepped out. And, uh, Red carpet event. That's right. When she was young. That wasn't carpet, Jess. <laughs> uh, when Elizabeth was young, have you ever heard this before? Her family called her Lilibet. Lilibet. Because that's what she called herself when she was young. She that's, couldn't say Elizabeth. That's so cute. So funny that she would become the queen that we all Lilibet. know and respect, Matt. Well, no, we all know her. Uh, her only sibling was uh, Margaret, who was born in 1930, so there's four years difference between them, which is Margaret. And uh, they were educated at home under the supervision of Marion Crawford, who Princess Margaret called Crawfy. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, Crawfy. Oh, Crawfy. And, you know, can you imagine Crawfy trying to tell her off for calling her Crawfy? Don't call me Crawfy. She's, like, you can't, she's a princess. You can't, you can't tell her off. Well, when I looked into Crawfy's background, uh, so she was like... Um, being their supervisor over their education, but she wasn't a teacher at all. Rather, that while studying to become a child psychologist, she just got a summer job as the governess of Lord Elgin's children. And that's uh, Elizabeth's uh, mother, the Duchess of York, was a distant relative of Lord Elgin. So he just said, oh, this, this bird is looking after my kids, doing a pretty good job. So she just gets a royal job, like out of her summer job. And she stayed there until 1948. Do you reckon that would have paid well? I reckon you could probably get good benefits. You'd live on the grounds. and It'd be quite demanding, though, I imagine. Oh, demanding. It would be demanding. Not demanding, but demanding. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I've been you just very English. You were Lord Elgin. I've been hanging out with too many South Australians. They had a bunch of different teachers coming in and out, including some native French speakers who taught Elizabeth French, correct. Oh, French. Oh, I nearly got a match. Spanish. Uh, Crawfy. Indonesian. Buck, buck, <laughs> yeah. lucky, lucky. Uh, bukula buku bukumu. Okay, well, mine was actually Indonesian. Mine was too. I did two years of Indonesian in high school, so. I did a term. So. Did you guys actually do it? Yeah, yeah. we taught oh, Indonesian. Was that actually Indonesian, yeah. what you both just said? Because I was about to jump in with a racist impression of what I thought Indonesians were <laughs> 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 like. Because I thought that's what you were doing, and I thought, we'll edit all of this out. We've all had a go. We've all got the racism out. We'll move on with the show. Racism but is apparently okay in groups. You were, you, were, you were all just saying Indonesian. Only you were being racist there, Dave, as it turns out. Well, I didn't say it, so sue me. Don't. Don't sue me. <laughs> Speaking of being sued, Crawfy later published a book about Elizabeth as a child without permission from the royal family, and they were pissed. Ooh. Quote, The first note of displeasure for Crawford came when she failed to receive a Christmas card from the royal family in the year of publication. <gasps> oh. So, Owie. Although in the old days, kings and queens could, like, chop your head off. But now in the modern times... Take you off the Christmas card list. If you're off the Christmas card list... You know you hate it. You're that done. is that is funny because that is like it's a like a bit of a joke or a cliche when people say, "Well, they're off, they're off their Christmas card list." 
but it, apparently that was a real She's threat at upset. some point. And when Crawfy died in 1988, neither the Queen, the Queen Mother, nor Princess Margaret sent a wreath to her funeral. Oh, <laughs> Now that is the ultimate. They slap. sent like bouquets of flowers and other things, but no wreath. No and wreath. that was a real kick in yeah. the teeth. Yeah, <laughs> they attended the funeral and paid for it. <laughs> for the and wreath. They publicly mourned for her, yeah. but no wreath. Uh, Crawfy's book described the young future queen's love of horses and dogs, her orderliness, her attitude of responsibility. Oh, yeah, that is scandalous. No wonder they were pissed. They were pissed off. Uh, Winston Churchill described Elizabeth when she was two years old as quite a character. She has an air of authority and reflectiveness. I'm sure Churchill said it correctly. You've got to do that in the Churchill voice, please. Could you, Matt, you're the king of English accents, and we've been requested that you do more of them. So just say, uh, she has an air of authority in the Churchill accent, please. She has an air of authority. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's pretty good. See, the trick there was, that wasn't actually Matt. We had a recording of Churchill. That was the the actual recording. Yeah. Well, you cut that in later, I assume. Yeah. Can Can you do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. That's great. Uh, in that's going to make me sound really smart. <laughs> that's great. That's, I need this. <laughs> you need this. In 1937, when she was 11 years old, the first Buckingham Palace Company was formed to allow the Princess Elizabeth to be a girl guide. Oh, my So, made their own private girl guides. They were made up of other royals and children's of royal staff, and there were 20 girl guides just hanging around all sort of palling up. That is... Is the cutest thing ever. She's like, Daddy, I'd very much like to try the girl guides. How is that cute? And then so they just make her one. It's so that's good. not but cute. Matt. Oh, I mean, that's only cute to you because you're from the affluent east. Anyone else would say that that is over the top and that their resources should be used for better things. <laughs> what about this, man? Send them to the girl guides and make them learn a, just some lessons from the real world. It's just not safe. But... Out there for a queen. You would think that being a future queen, she would demand to be top the f- in the girl guys. But no, Matt, she is very diplomatic. Princess Elizabeth was actually elected second of the Kingfisher Patrol <laughs> with a slightly older cousin, Patricia Mountbatten, as her patrol leader. Well, that, I mean, that's fair enough. Her older cousin got to... Older cousin. Yeah, but her older cousin's not a goddamn princess. Yeah, but the princess thing, that's the point. It doesn't it doesn't mean anything. No, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't mean anything to her. She let the older cousin have no, a No, it doesn't mean anything to anyone. She just happened to be born. No. Like her her sister Margaret was born four years later. If Elizabeth died for some reason as a child, which the royals tend to do because of the inbreeding, then all of a sudden Margaret <laughs> would have punks. been the queen for 50 years. <laughs> but instead, well, Margaret's just some... Idiot no one really knows anything about, apart from she has a beehive haircut and she's like away Margaret's in the forest had somewhere. she's had quite a life. She's, she's had a, well, she, sure, she's had a life, but she's not on a single coin. Yeah, because well, she's been dead for a long time. <laughs> that is pretty funny. <laughs> Was it inbreeding related? <laughs> well, she died about 15 years back. Anyway. I wasn't laughing at her dying, oh, I was Jeff, laughing at Matt's brutal. face. It's like Matt, pretty much 80s own beard then. Just what like, oh. a, you were, while you were going off on your little rant there, my next line written here is, so she's a young royal who's having as normal a childhood as she royally can. <laughs> she's trying to have a go. <laughs> having, setting up a private... Kingfisher. 
Kingfisher Girl Guides group is well, I think it's adorable. It's, it is adorable. I'm also imagining her as like a cartoon character. So as a child, she's just always wearing a little crown. She's always got a little tiara on. I don't know why. Little cute. Come on, Matt. That's beautiful. That's so cute. Little girl running around with a little tiara on. Just all the time. A small pretentious. And not even dress up. She's uh, just got one. Yeah, no, you're right. Fair enough. That's good. Exactly. She doesn't need to dress up. She is the damn princess. But during during her grandfather's reign, Elizabeth was actually third in line to the succession of the throne, behind her uncle Edward, Prince of Wales, and her Guy father, Pierce. who was uh, the king's second son, Colin Firth. Yeah, because Guy Pierce dropped it. He only had it. Are you going to go into that? Oh yeah. So I'm going to go into that. So it was a big story when she was born. People were pretty happy for a princess to come along, but no one really ever expected her to become a queen. Because her uncle Edward was young and healthy, plus if her parents had ever had a son, she'd be pushed back further down the chain. So they were thinking, if they have a son, she'll be fourth. But when her grandfather George V died in 1936, her uncle Edward VII became the king. Guy Pearce. However, only months into his reign, he caused a constitutional crisis when he proposed marriage to Wallace Simpson, who was an American... Socialite who had divorced her first husband and was seeking a divorce from her second husband. You know Wallace. why it was controversial? controversial? Because was she wasn't a blood relative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid Wallace Simpson is not your second cousin at all, Edward. But it was controversial, Matt, because at, as the British monarch, as king, he was also the head of the Church of England, which back then did not allow divorced people to remarry if their ex-spouses were still alive. Ah, right. So it was widely believed that... So, wait, you could get divorced, but then you both just had to live separately and be miserable. Yes, correct, of course. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Why no, of course it doesn't. separate from the Catholics in the first place to have divorce to then not be able to get on with your life anyway? Well, just that, stay that in your miserable was, marriages. Well, Henry VIII killed the, his oh. wife, so he was able to because he kept chopping But he only he killed two of their two oh, wives, right. two of six. But, but isn't that... That was, that was the big... Reason for six. the split, right? Oh, yes. He annulled some of them, which is different from a divorce, and then others. Yeah, so he wrote things like, um, she she was plotting against the king, got a cut chop of her head, or it wasn't a proper marriage, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah he always we found never, yeah. Uh, so, but it was widely believed that Edward could not marry <laughs> Wallace Simpson and remain on the throne because it would look super hypocritical. Mm-hmm. So he put his cards on, the, and they thought that, oh, if we say that to him, he'll just back away. But he put his cards on the table, and in order to marry Simpson, he abdicated the throne in December 1936, so less than a year after being king. And people speculated that she was marrying him for money, but they remained married until his death 35 years oh, later. Yeah, so was, they showed everyone. I was going to ask, did they actually? Oh, that's quite nice. Good for them. Good for them. In a way. Her name's Wallace, though. Can we... Can we talk about that for a minute? Yes, There's I think some great Wallaces over time. Willie Wallace, Wallace, Wallace and Grummet, Grummet uh, Danny Wallace, Will, Will, okay. Wallace. Okay, name me another uh, female Terry Wallace. Terry Wallace, AFL coach. Another female Wallace. Ooh. Uh, Terry Wallace's wife. Mrs. Wallace. Mrs. Wallace. Well uh, played. Uh, yeah, exactly. Wallace. There's got to be some. No other Wallaces. Wall-Eye? Sorry, Jess. There's no Walleye. So, Elizabeth's father, Albert, became... Tweet in. <laughs> Tweet in with Tweet your in Wallaces. With wall- your favourite top ten Wallaces, what we want. <laughs> we want a BuzzFeed article. I think we'd be really <laughs> good on uh, commercial radio. Tweet in. <laughs> Text in now with your favourite Wallace. Your favourite Wallace. <laughs> uh, so, Elizabeth's father, Albert, had to step in and become king in his brother's place. Bertie, they called him. And he chose 
the regnal name. Do you have you heard, heard that word before? Regnal. R e g n a l. It just means his king name huh. or reign name. Oh. George the sixth to try and win over the public because he's like, no, I'm like my dad. And Albert, yes, it wasn't as cool. That is interesting to do that because yeah, that often that that did. I think that was pretty common for a while, but not not really anymore, right? Well, well only I mean, because there's, only there's been one, been one for royal years. since. Um, yeah, fair call. But popes, did you say, popes did take you different say names. The yeah, popes. Sixth. Sixth. George the sixth. Sixth. Why? Oh, what do you think I was saying? I thought you said sixth. I don't know. A lot of people <laughs> say sixth, but it's sixth. it always sounds really weird sixth. to me. Sixth. It's sixth. A, it's an interesting. What word. would you say? I say sixth. <laughs> but I know I know plenty sixth. of people say sixth, and a lot of like English people sixth. seem to say sixth. I don't really sixth. hear. It. Are you hearing the difference here? Yes. What's go one and then the other? Six. Sixth. Oh, so George the six. No, sixth. <laughs> sixth. He said it wrong that time. Sixth. Sixth or sixth. sixth. <laughs> Leaving out the X sound. Or so six. Or Sith, like Sith Lord from Star Wars. Is that what you're trying to do? Or Sith. S- <laughs> George <laughs> the Sith. Six. George the Sith's. <laughs> Sixth. Anyway, I say sixth, you say sixth, Jess says sixth. There's no weirdos here in the room. But I reckon if you go to the tape the first time, I think you said sixth. <laughs> I think you may have. That's definitely possible. And it's okay, we still love and accept you. I just I just find that interesting because I reckon there's heaps well, of Well, maybe. I don't even know if one's wrong because like, I've heard a lot of smart people, smarter than me, say sixth. So I figure that maybe that's an acceptable... Well, maybe I was just trying to draw attention to the king's <gasps> speech impediment, ah. which was, as of course, discussed in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, George VI was the first head of the newly created... That was right, wasn't it? Oh, fuck, who cares? George VI was the first head of the newly created Commonwealth. And Commonwealth. 19, 1936 became known as the Year of Three Kings. And uh, just 10 years old, Elizabeth became the heir to the throne. So she is next, baby. That's pretty scary to be 10. At 10 years old. I already feel bad enough for bloody uh, Prince William. You know? It's not far off for him. He's into so it. Too but off. I mean, go up here, show yeah, I know, that you, but don't then have to, you don't have to take it. True. Good point. But then, you know. He definitely will. He does all in, everything in by the book. In Will's case, wouldn't he be handing that off to his son? Yeah, but Charles is in. Charles is next. Yeah, then, Charles right? is next. But Charles is getting old. But I reckon Charles would take it, um, obviously, to have his moment in the spotlight, but also to give Will more time just to be a normal person with his fam. I reckon Charles is just a big old family man. You reckon? You reckon Will's uh, being a normal person at the moment? Yeah, I do. Yep. I think he's just spending his down to earth and he's just spending time raising his young family. Who are you people? It's so weird. This is—I can't believe any of this exists. <laughs> Still, it feels like we're like this is going to seem ridiculous to people in a hundred years. This was a, a thing. Podcast, this yeah, re- great. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> definitely true. Well, we've got sixty years to get through. <laughs> During World War Two, to keep safe from the bombing raids, Elizabeth and Margaret spent most of their time in Windsor Castle. Which is about 35 kilometres. It's a pub just on Chapel Street. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good pub. <laughs> no, it's 35 kilometres west of London. That's so, yeah, so they could stay safe. Then in February 1945, she joined, this is Elizabeth, the Women's Auxiliary Territorial Service 
which is the women's branch of the British Army at the time. Ooh, she trained as lady a driver. Army. That's right, Matt. She <laughs> trained as a driver and mechanic and was promoted to honorary junior commander five months later. What do you think about that? Well, I think honorary, honorary equals yeah. I knew you'd pick bullshit. Up on that. Well, I've seen a photo of her tinkering with an engine. They give they give the honorary things to famous people who want to. They're coming in as a tourist to a real people job or study at a university, and they go, "Oh, you're an honorary because you're a Ringo Starr. You're an honorary philosophy doctor, doctor or whatever. Philosophy doctor. <laughs> I'm a smart guy, but they're the kind of things that happen. They do, and that's a fact." Ringo's had some good stuff, man. So you were trying to bring Ringo down. What would you like an honorary doctorate in? Um, Whatever the the queen uh, had, the mechanic, the the lady army mechanic. I'd like a doctorate in uh, PE Okay. because I was always rubbish at it at school. I just like to go back to my high school PE teacher and be like, I'm a fucking doctor of basketball, (laughs) you fuck. (laughs) I I was going to say, And then I'd throw a basketball in his face. And 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 you'd miss because you don't know how to throw a basketball. And then I'd say, I don't give a fuck, I'm a king. (laughs) Well, technically not, I'm a doctor, but... Still good. Still Still pretty good. good. Still honorary. (laughs) I'm on the honor roll at (laughs) Made Up University. (laughs) But after World War II, after all this, Matt, in 1947, Princess Elizabeth... Elizabeth, Lilibet, I can't say her name either, went on her first overseas tour, accompanying her parents through southern Africa. Oh. Pretty good. Then we get to her marriage. Do you know her husband's name? Marriage. Philip. Philip. Is what he... brings us together. <laughs> it is Philip. 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 He was, he was a, wasn't he like a Greek prince or something? That's right. Well, he's now 94 years oh, old. sorry. Greek? Oh, yes, Prince Philip, who was the Prince of Greece and Denmark when he was born. Greece and Denmark through his family So he was already a prince. Yeah, he was born in Greece. Before being her prince, Charming. So he was born in Greece. What a love story. I don't think anyone's ever called him Charming, that guy. Or Greek. (laughs) Well, you say he's not Charming. Now he's 94 years old. He's the oldest ever male member of the British royal family. So he's doing well. But he was born uh, as the Prince of Greece and Denmark, born in Greece. What? But his family was exiled from the country when he was still an infant. So that's why he doesn't sound Greek. So he was educated in France, Germany, and the UK, and joined the British Royal Navy for real, Matt, not honorary, but actually in 1939 at the age of 18. But he was, he's Greek. Yeah. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's not Greek. Well, he's all he's related to Queen Victoria as well. So he's, oh, but he's Greek. I sound like I hate Greeks. Yeah, I certainly don't. No, I just don't. He just doesn't look Greek. <laughs> <laughs> what does a Greek look like? I don't know. <laughs> Please move on. Uh, Philip <laughs> met Elizabeth for the first time at a cousin's wedding in 1934, when she was aged just eight years old. Oh. They crossed paths. How old was he? Uh, he's four years older, so 12. Oh, okay. They're both <laughs> <Yeah>. children. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, he was 23, yeah. yeah. Uh, they crossed paths again in 1937 and then again in July 1939. And Elizabeth, then only 13 years old, fell in love with Philip and they began to exchange letters. Oh, don't ever make that noise ever again. I had to hear it back on the headphones. <laughs> and I'll have to hear it back when I edit it. Uh, the, f- uh, the couple, 
became secretly engaged seven years later. So she really held out for him. In 1946, when Philip asked George VI for his daughter's hand in marriage. <laughs> the king uh, granted his, his request, providing that any formal engagement was delayed until Elizabeth was 21 years old the following April. Aww. So they kept it under wraps for a bit. The engagement was announced in July 1947 publicly, and then they got married in Westminster Abbey in November of that year, Aww. which is not enough time for people to buy a present. Or to really plan a wedding. No, four months. <laughs> well, like, well, they did receive over 2,500 wedding presents from around the world. So and you it, say it's not enough time to buy a present, yeah, but it seems people. like it was plenty of time. And they got 10,000 telegrams of congratulations. That's too many. You can't read all those. How long did that take you? Remember after my 21st, having to like go through all the presents, write down what so-and-so got me? Bloody hell, what an effort. And I only got like 10 presents. Did you write it down so you could like rank your friends on how generous they were? Yeah. Of course you did. Of course I did. Uh, you were saying, so he was already a prince, but before the marriage, Philip renounced his Greek and Danish titles, converted <laughs> from Greek orthodoxy to Anglicanism, and then the king bestowed the new title of the Duke of Edinburgh upon him the day before they got married. But imagine if he'd renounced being a prince. She gets cold feet or dies or something. They have to call the wedding off, and he's left with no prince titles. Imagine the horror, Matt. So oh, when that would be the, the worst. Horror. Oh, boy. <laughs> What do you do? I like that you're like, she gets cold feet or dies. Could have happened. Hey, you know what? It can happen to any of us at any time. Mm-hmm. Life is fleeting. Look at Princess Margaret. Take advantage. Well, I can't. She's dead. Yeah, she's dead. Jessica. I hope they stuffed her full. Oh, David. Uh, but because the wedding was only a couple of years after the Second World War, clothing was still being rationed at the time, so Elizabeth still had to purchase the material using ration coupons. Yeah, I, I read that recently. I like that. that See, she's cool. cool. She's not like, uh-uh-uh, ain't no queen getting married in rags. Yeah, that's right. I'm getting married in silk that I've bought with ration coupons. Yeah. Matt? And do you reckon she's continued to live her life that way? Yeah, you know, well, I reckon there's she a lot has. Of, there's a lot of poverty in her commonwealth. She Commonwealth, and she lives in a castle, one of many castles that she owns. Well, she did her own makeup for the wedding. Pretty huh? good. Huh? Yeah, no, I would. Point, I would not be point. doing my own makeup for yeah, a wedding. You no, no peasant would do that. I don't so. do my own makeup for. I brought a, a knife to a gunfight, Dave, and you know I got yeah. shot. That's right. Every war has a few casualties, and you were one of them, Matt. Sorry, Matt. A lot of royalty from around the world attended the wedding, but post-war Britain, it was not acceptable for the Duke of Edinburgh's, this is Philip's, German relations to be invited to the wedding, oh. including Philip's three surviving sisters <gasps> who married German princes, two of whom fought for the Nazis. There it is. A reference to the Nazis ticked. Now all we need to get in is Tism and The Simpsons, which I think we talked about The Simpsons at the start, yeah, so we got Tism Simpson. it is. Come on, Matt, you can do it. Not right now. It can be any moment. Don't okay. force it. Um, oh, great. So, uh, so at first I was like, okay, really unfair that he can't invite his own sisters to his wedding. And it's like, married to um, German princes? Yeah, but that fun. doesn't mean fought for Nazis. Okay, uh, well, yeah, maybe we could just catch up at Christmas. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> See you in a couple of years. Yeah, and and when, when was Wait this? Wait till this all blows over. Hmm. What year uh, is this? This is a couple of years after Because the... remember what Dave did say oh, earlier that the Nazis, you know, they weren't that bad, I think you said. So just to, to, according to David, depending on when it was, the Nazis were, <laughs> is, did a lot of good this stuff. This is 47. Is this not peak bad Nazi time? This is after bad Nazi time. Oh, oh this after. is after. <laughs> yeah, Hitler died in 1945, everyone. Oh, well then, so they're good again? Are the, when, did the Nazis, are the Nazis good now? 
Definitely not. Would you describe yourself Don't. as a, like some sort of a new or neo type Nazi? <laughs> Definitely not. No? Getting some real mixed messages from Me Dave. Me too. Matt, you know what I meant, and that was it wasn't as worldly known how bad the regime was going to become when, as a child, she did the Hitler salute. Yeah. They weren't that bad yet, yeah. Matt. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. i got to get something off my chest. Okay. I ate your last biscuit. I was that saving has been, them for my wedding. That has been stressing. <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can uh, affect people negatively, and that had been affecting me. And that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm not sorry, but I did take the last biscuit he, that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> That is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. Elizabeth gave birth to her first child, Prince Charles, on November the 14th, 1948, when she was just 22. There you go. And a second child, Princess... Mary. Anne. Anne. She had four kids, right? That's right. Have you said that already? Princess Mary's the Dutch Two girls, two boys? No, three boys. Three, Three girls, one boy. Three boys, one girl. Three boys, one girl. All right, Great. let's see if we can do them. How okay, many? Charles, Anne. Uh, uh, Ed, uh, is it yes, an that's good. Uh, and a... Why can't one I more prince. them? One more prince. They all kind of look like Charles, right? They all got that. Why is Charles the main event? He's the he's the, he's the heir to the throne. That's all. I guess that makes and sense. And he married Diana, which was... And she was a she superstar. She was... Uh, <laughs> but the people loved her. They that was did. Prince. Edward, so Charles... And Edward. Prince Andrew. Andrew. That is right. Well done, of course. But that's not for a little bit because we're going to get through the 50s. He was an accident. Uh, During uh, 1951, George the Sixth, S-I-X, or V-1. I'm going to call him George. didn't do the X then. I'm going to do George George V-1. His health (laughs) declined and Elizabeth frequently stood in for him at public events. So she's training up to be the, the queen when he's not well, she's doing the, all the public, he's public stuff. Snot well? Yes. Her secretary started carrying a draft session in case he passed on when she was away. So the paperwork Ooh. that she'd have to fill out when, if her dad died. Which was lucky because in 1952, Elizabeth and Philip set out for a tour of Australia and New Zealand. And on the way, they stopped off at Kenya, as one does. <laughs> On the way. Oh, tell me Philip didn't say anything to anyone. Oh, that's fine. He probably did, but I don't have that written down. Thank God. On the 6th of February, 1952, 
They have just returned to their Sagana Lodge after a night spent at the exclusive Treetops Hotel for a bit of a drink and a canapé. When word arrived... say you don't know that. I don't know that at all. <laughs> when word arrived of the death of the king... There won't be a wreath king, at Dave's funeral now. He's I'm off the Christmas card list. School. Yeah. I'm so sorry, Queenie. Uh, but word arrived of the death of the king, George V. I, which meant... Elizabeth would immediately become the queen. Philip heard the news first and he took her aside and let her know, which I think is a very nice thing to do. Well, yeah, Dave. <laughs> what, he let her know? <laughs> he let her know her dad died. Yeah, and he did it in a very sensitive way. Yeah. Won't hear a bad word about that, Prince of D- Denmark and Greece. <laughs> how, wait, how were you expecting him to do it? I think she could have found out another way. Write it on his fist and <laughs> punch her in the arm? <laughs> They play, they play a charades guessing game. You're, oh, my dad is, oh, something, something. Dead. My dad is dead. Yes. Oh, oh, oh shit. No, my I turn. Just, I just like that it's like, well, you know, her husband told her. <laughs> yeah. Which I think that was the right thing to do, Jess. <laughs> he would. If I had a partner who found out that my parent had died and didn't tell me. Well, you know how you're, you are with, with that kind of news, you know? Yeah. It would have made you all so emotional. It would ruin the whole safari. Yeah, we were having a nice time. We had those drinks. We had those canapes. That's right. She chose to keep the name Elizabeth because she could have had a regnal name. And she immediately returned to the United Kingdom and moved straight into Buckingham Palace. Do well, so like, they have time to change the sheets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they took him out in the sheets. They rolled him up. I've got a got a quote here. This is uh, another touching, moving, moving moment to melt your heart, Matt. The legendary hunter. Oh, that's not a good start because you're an animal guy. But the legendary hunter. <laughs> and by animal guy, you just mean vegetarian? Well, no, we've we've talked about it on previous episodes. Anyway, the legendary hunter Jim Corbett, who who did a lot of killing of animals, but he also hunted man-eating tigers and leopards, ones that were attacking people in. He in hunted India. man. <laughs> he was also staying at the lodge at the time, and he wrote this in the lodge's visitor's logbook. For the first time in history of the world, a young girl climbed into a tree one day a princess, and after having what she described as her most thrilling experience, she climbed down from the tree the next day a queen. God bless her. Sounds like something somebody would say about Beyonce. That's, that should be the thought of my book. I love that. That is really good. I like how um, he stressed that it was of the world, not just in history, of like the universe mm. or, you know, That's right. out he's of space a, or well, something. He's no, a pre- no, He's a realistic the man. Yeah. Uh, the, she was queen at just 25 years old. No. Like yeah. you guys. I know, we're 25. I've done nothing. I'm not a queen. Can't even she my didn't room do clean. anything either. Oh, good point. Okay. She was just born. Matt. <laughs> Come on. She hasn't achieved anything. She just stayed alive long enough. It's an awful lot of responsibility. 55 more years to win you You could have done that if someone said, you're queen now. You'd be like, all right. Have you seen the... That's a very good impression of me. Have you seen the Princess Diaries? Uh, Because that's exactly what happens. Um, No, I haven't. Have you not seen it? Oh, Matt, this lady rocks up and says, hey, you're You're the heir to my throne. And is it Mary Poppins plays that lady? Julie Andrews. Sorry. And Anne Hathaway. I do get confused sometimes. Um, uh, uh, when I listen back to the fu- Back to the Future episode, I did a couple of times refer to uh, 
Michael J. Fox's Marty McFly. <laughs> the actor Marty McFly. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's an easy mistake. <laughs> <laughs> the Queen's coronation <laughs> was held, that's when she becomes Queen, the ceremony, on the 2nd of June, 1953, which is... Do you appreciate the mansplain there? He didn't look at me when he said that. No, he didn't. Uh, yeah, I know when a lady got given a big crown and some jewels. Well, of course I know I'm a woman. Do you know coronet is French for crown? And that is where the word coronation comes from. What about from. corona, though? That is also crown in Spanish. Huh. Oh, look, I'm saying these like they're definitely facts. I do not know that either of those are true. And that is a fact. <laughs> well, you backed it up with a fact. I made there. a really sexist joke before, and I just want to point out that I was just kidding. What was your joke? Yeah, that'd be right. You didn't even hear me. I Wait. said, of course I know the day that a woman got given like jewels and things, because of course I would know that because I'm a woman. But Oh, I didn't hear you say that. Cause you were, I thought it was just, just backing on from you talking about how you, of course you watch The Princess Diaries. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. I was just worried that I'd come across as a sexist prick and, you know. No, I think... Well, Matt's accused me of being a neo-Nazi on this episode, so I think it's all right. Yeah, good point. I didn't accuse I've him. Worse. I posed a question. And it was yeah, a valid a very, one. Yeah. A very lawyer-like way. I put it to you, <laughs> Mr. Warnicky. <laughs> I watched Making a Murderer recently. Ah, oh, uh, I've just started. Shut up. Don't say anything. Okay, good. Well, I've started re-watching The X-Files. I'm not talking about it. But if you want to talk about it, that'd be really good. <laughs> uh, the Queen's coronation was held in June 1953, which, if you're a timeline person, you like to write out the timeline while you listen, that's one year and four months after the death of her father. Mm. took a long time. So the Commonwealth could have a time of mourning. But they planned the wedding in four months. I know, but they needed a year. They announced the coronation one year beforehand. So in trivia, which you're, you're involved in a bit, and this question would come up sometimes, when someone says, when did Queen Elizabeth II become Queen, do you say... It was from 1952. It, it is from 52. From the South African... I mean, but the, the coronation is just making it official. Yes, ah. I'm, yeah. 53, talking about, that's my dad's birth year. There you go. Ah. Fact. That's a cold, hard fact. I Ooh. guess, like I wasn't yeah, there. No, so, it's pretty cold hard. Well, you guys had got to talk about your nanas. Hey, no, I wasn't. It was good, mate. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. Hold on, yeah. Uh, there was a massive parade, <laughs> massive parade for the coronation, including 10,000 service da, 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 personnel da, 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 da. I'm marching. Giving, I'll, gi- I'll give the, the feel of it. Oh, you good. Ca- you continue. Da, 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 uh, three million spectators ooh, gathered ooh. in the streets of London. <laughs> Can you do the sound of three million people, please? The majority of what you're doing is physical. <laughs> <laughs> it totally is. Uh, some or people ca- visual, even physical. I mean, everything's I physical. Yelling. Some people camped overnight just to get a good spot. Others having access to specially built stands and scaffolding along the route. There you oh. go. Uh, the event was televised. Taxpayers' money. <laughs> it was the first televised coronation, and also the f- the f- only one so far. <laughs> oh. And it was the world's first major international event to be broadcast on TV. More than twenty million viewers around the world watched the coverage. Which at the time is a lot because you know that famous "Good evening and welcome to television" in Australia. Yeah, that was 1956. So this is three years before that. Yeah, yeah right. So it's really odd. Did co- you know about that bit of footage? That's not even the original That's one. It's him reenacting it. Yeah, isn't that funny? It's not that funny. It's hilarious, Jess. Think about it. Perhaps, uh, but pro- not funny. I don't think it's quite kicked in yet. When you get it later tonight, you are going to piss yourself. You are, <laughs> watch out, Lana. <laughs> Uh, Elizabeth's coronation gown. This is she's a man of the Commonwealth, and I say man because I stuffed up. <laughs> <laughs> she is a woman of the Commonwealth because her gown was embroidered on her instructions 
with the floral emblems of Commonwealth countries. She had English Tudor Rose, Scots Thistle, Welsh Leek, Irish Shamrock, Australian Wattle, probably heard of that one, Canadian Maple Leaf, <laughs> New Zealand Silver Fern, South African oh. Protea, Lotus Flowers for India and Ceylon, which is later called Sri Lanka, and Pakistan's Wheat, Cotton and Ute. I don't know why they get three, but they do. Matt, come on. That's really nice. She's covered in flowers for you, Matt. She's a woman of the people. Yeah, also a man of the people. <laughs> where, where are the flowers? All over her gown. All over her gown. She smells terrible. No, actually. They well, wouldn't go together at all. Also, it's the actual flowers. Okay, so. No, they, didn't you say they were embroidered? Oh, embroidered. Floral so emblems, pictures. pardon me. They're pictures of she's flowers. Pictures. No, I don't. I think she's, yeah, they're I think probably scratch that, and sniff, though, aren't they? Oh no, yeah, definitely. That does help uh, the 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 poor people throughout the um, Commonwealth. So, he's all about Ceylon. animals and poor people, isn't he? Yeah, come on, Matt. Have a bit of fun. <laughs> she's put on a fucking cool costume. <laughs> Jesus. I'm all about a poor. Bit of fun. That's so good, Matt. If you ever choose to get married, I've got a great plan for you. To pay for your wedding. Oh, great. Guests from across the Commonwealth. Why have you said if Matt chooses to get married? What if I choose to get married? Thanks well, for in- assuming as nobody I, would want to marry me. As I used to always say, yeah, first you've got to get uh, someone of the opposite sex to talk to you, um, which I have done. And you he's are just, still sitting over there. Have you ever even spoken to a dude? No. Shut up. Yeah. He's always three steps ahead of you. He's always three steps ahead. All right, no, well played, well played. Jess, if you as also... I always used to say, what are, <laughs> as a, you know when you say some bullshit to help you get enough time to think of the thing that you've stopped a conversation so you can say something? Look, as I always... <laughs> as my papa always uh, said to me, um, first... Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, if anyone wants to get married, Thank okay, you. and I support... Both sexes, all oh. sexes getting married. I just wanted to say this. If anyone wants to get married, I've got a plan for you. And Elizabeth pioneered this in the 50s. Um, or actually, it's not even her wedding anymore, is it? It's, uh, if you, Matt, if you ever want to become king and you want to pay for the ceremony... <laughs> well, it changes everything. I've got a plan for you. Guests from across the Commonwealth... That you does can do really it for weddings well. Guests from across the Commonwealth were invited, and those lucky enough to be seated on stools were able to purchase theirs following the ceremony and take them home, with the profits going towards the cost of the coronation. So, you have a wedding or, or an event or anything, even at the Comedy Festival ne- this year, sell your tickets, and then at the end of the show, sell the seats, so people have something to remember you the by. seats aren't mine to begin with. Who gives a fuck? Sell them anyway. Sell them. Wait, so was this the wedding or the coronation? That's the coronation. Okay. But it can be applied to any event. I'm a mogul. <laughs> <laughs> now, Matt, I've obviously been doing a lot of praise over here, trying to make you like uh, Queen Elizabeth II, but I've got a bit bit of negative now to try and balance out my thing. Yeah, because I'm so on board at this stage. She's been around forever, but she is arguably the least successful queen in the kingdom's history, oh. as during her time on the throne, 16 countries have left the Commonwealth realm. No, I don't think that's her so fault. So, Fiji, gone. Gambia, gone. Ghana, Kenya, gone. Malta, Pakistan, gone. Trinidad and Tobago, I hear you say, <laughs> gone. And that's just to name a few. Most of this happening in the 70s and 80s. 
I don't think that's because of her. I think that's just the world changing, man. That's no, fine. It totally is. It's the world changing, and she's been there for so long. All all her others died so all her ancestors died so early because they all married their cousins and they were missing bits, and and so they didn't have very long reign. So how could they be that successful? But she's been doing it for fifty years. She's the best. Shut up. She's pretty good, and she is the queen of sixteen countries still that still are referred pretty to good. As hey, Matt, how but many countries lost- are you the queen of? Matt? None. None, exactly. exactly. But hey. she has lost half her but, realms. But she... Hey. They're, they're not... They didn't, full, did they please. leave the Commonwealth, though? Or did they just leave... They... So now they're all, like, republics and things like that, yeah. But they yeah. can still be in the Commonwealth, Oh, right? you can still be in the Commonwealth games and things like this. And the Commonwealth. They're no longer Commonwealth realms. What's the Commonwealth games, then? You don't have to be in the Commonwealth to be in the Commonwealth games. Well, no, because so many left that if it was just us... Who's left now would be a pretty shitty Well, the, com- the Commonwealth is just uh, an association of things that were once under... Yeah, so you stay in the rule. Commonwealth, but you know, but you can be a republic. But she's no longer your, the queen. Like, is Canada... Is Canada still in the... Are they still... Yeah, they're games. still part of it. Yeah, still part of it all. They're, they're, they're one of her realms. The Commonwealth games are great because um, there's no America, so we actually have a chance. Or China. Canada's or Russia. The, uh, yeah. the fill-in America. Yeah, but they're much... Nicer. <laughs> they are much nicer in the way that they don't spend too much money on Guns. sport. Oh, sports, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, topical. <laughs> so then we get to the 70s. Uh, in 1977, she celebrated her Silver Jubilee with 25 years on the throne. Woo! Good on her. Then in 1982, a man named Michael Fagan broke into Queen Elizabeth's bedroom in Buckingham Palace. Oh, my God. While she was sleeping. What? That seems crazy. So he broke, she broke, he, this guy, Fagan, broke into Buckingham Palace twice. So on the morning of Friday the How 9th of po- July. Got- oh, no, so I'll tell you. In 1982, in July, Fagan, who was then a 33-year-old unemployed decorator, he just scaled the uh, palace 4.3 or 14-foot high perimeter wall, which had revolving spikes, barbed wire, all this stuff. He got over that. Then he climbed up a drain pipe. Uh, before wandering um, into the Queen's bedroom. He'd entered the palace through an unlocked window on the roof and he spent half an hour eating cheddar cheese and crackers and just wandering around. <laughs> no one stopped him. He tripped several alarms, but they were faulty, so they weren't working. So no one came to tell him off. He viewed the royal portraits. He rested on the throne for a little bit, just sat down. Have it. He went, awesome. entered the post room where Diana, Princess of Wales, had hidden presents from her first son, William. Uh, he drank half a bottle of wine before becoming tired and he left. What? Then on his second attempt, he came back and alarm sensor detected him, uh, but police thought the alarm was f- just being faulty and they just silenced it. <laughs> he wandered the palace corridors again for several minutes before reaching the section where the royal apartments are located. And um, he uh, broke a glass ashtray which cut his hand and then he was still carrying a piece of the glass when he entered the queen's bedroom. <laughs> She woke up when he disturbed a curtain and she left the room immediately. And uh, she'd phoned the palace switchboard twice for police, but none came immediately. And Fagan, <laughs> the guy that broke in, he asked for some cigarettes and apparently a maid brought them to him. That's great. Why? I guess she was just so used to of being told what to do. He was like, give me some cigarettes. She's like, yes, sir. <laughs> She's in the, he's in the queen bedroom, I must say, yeah. Why hasn't a movie been made about him? That's the best. It's great. Do you know what? I've been to Buckingham Palace, right? And it's very big. I don't know how he managed to find her bedroom. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't cool. it? Because well, I... it was his second attempt. Oh, true. To be fair, 
Well, when I was wandering around, like, looking at all the exhibitions and stuff in there, I, there was a little part of me that thought it'd be really cool if, like, Queen Lizzie was just sort of wandering past on her way to the kitchen to get a cuppa. That'd be cool. And she's That'd wearing, be- like, slippers. She's like, don't mind me. Please That'd enjoy. be so good. That'd be so good. I will just say that this guy... Um, That's amazing. So Fagan's still in the bedroom. And then... Uh, still? How long ago was this? <laughs> That's very good. That very is good. very good. There's some of that quick wit. So he gets escorted out by two policemen and um, Queen Elizabeth's footman, Paul Wybury, who's nicknamed Big Paul because he's six foot four. And they took him big. out. But at the time, it was a civil wrong rather than a criminal offence. So he was not charged for trespassing into the Queen's bedroom. It was only 2007 that it became illegal to trespass onto Buckingham Palace. So before that, any of the, you could not even get in trouble for no. that. Well, he went to a psychiatric ward for six months, but that was because he was unstable. But yeah, it wasn't technically illegal. But in 1983, Michael Fagan recorded a cover version of the Sex Pistols song "God Save the Queen" no. with the British punk band The Bollock Brothers. <laughs> no, he did a guest, folks. Oh my god. Because so the first time it sounds like no one ever knew he was there. So yeah, he no, they must found have out told later. that story. So we're going off his memory of it, this unstable man. Well, they like found, the, they found the empty wine. Well, they, tr- they actually, when they first arrested him, charged him for the cheese and wine theft. Right. But then they dropped that because there's not much of a charge. Because that is illegal because he did technically steal half a bottle of wine and cheese and crackers. I also quite like to think when you say charge, they like invoiced him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a really expensive grange. If you could reimburse us for that cheddar cheese. Then we jump to the 90s. We're getting through it now. Cheddar. Oh, yeah. In a speech on the 24th of November 1992 to mark the 40th anniversary of her accession, Elizabeth called 1992 her Annus Horribilis, which means Bad horrible year. year. That's right, but it sounds a lot like, if you look at it written down, Anus Horribilis, <laughs> which is something else. Uh, her sucky year, 1992. That's a yeah, bad butthole. Bad butt. <laughs> bad butthole. What? You, sir, have a bad... This... Was my worst butthole. This was my bad butt. Yet. This is my bad butt. But her years and sucked. And she's like, you picture her like, with baby, her legs up in the air. And she's butt. just pointing. She's like, <laughs> this is my worst butthole. And she's just like, got legs up, English holding accent, on my Sorry, more proper. Worst. This is my horrible anus. <laughs> and she's like sitting on her throne, legs up. In and like stirrups. there's a crowd and people are taking photos. <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure that's... <laughs> and then she's she yelling at people, take a picture, it'll last longer. So they do. <laughs> yeah. Any no. of that? So yeah, no, that sounds right. Any of that worth saying? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, her... I don't feel like I've said a single thing today that's been worth saying, but... <laughs> you continue to speak. Here we are. So 1992, she called her Annus Horribilis, <laughs> because uh, this is what happened in a sucky year. In March, her second son... Prince Andrew and his wife Sarah, you know Fergie. Oh, Fergie. Separated. <laughs> Fergalicious. Her daughter, Princess Anne, divorced Captain Mark Phillips uh, during a state visit to Germany in October. Angry demonstrators threw eggs at her, and in November, a large fire broke out in Windsor Castle, and the monarchy came under increased criticism and public scrutiny. So it was a bad year for old Queenie. Yeah, and this for their buttholes. Is my anus horribilis? It was something like that. Next year, let's. Let's have a good one. Okay. Then we cruise past... Uh, Lizzie out. <laughs> <laughs> she drops the mic. It's a golden mic. <laughs> uh, we cruise past uh, through the 90s 
Diana and Charles divorce, Diana dies sadly, all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Brush over the death of Diana. Yeah, we'll brush over that. September 1997. We, the, we all uh, remember where we were. I was watching the Saints beat Port Adelaide it's to finish <laughs> on top of the ladder to be seated first in the 1997 final series. <laughs> what a time to be alive. In 1999, Australia, we had a chance to get rid of the Queen, held a national referendum to amend our constitution, become a republic, with a president replacing the Queen. And uh, so, Presidente. El Presidente. Yeah, we have to have a Spanish president. That's yeah. part of the constitution. Yeah, yeah. I'd vote for that. So pretty much it was a yes or no vote. Yes, if you want to get rid of the Queen. No, if you want to keep her. The Yes campaign was headed by the Australian Republican Movement. Do you know who the chairman Malcolm was? Malcolm Turnbull. Malcolm Turnbull, that's right. Our current Prime Minister, which I think has got to be super awkward because he'll definitely meet her now he's the Prime Minister. Wow. So that should be cool with that. It was yes or no. The results were close. 45% of voters were for the change to get rid of her, but 50, nearly 55% of the winners were against Victoria, the I think, wow, was the closest close. state at like something like 49 to 51 well, the only state or territory where the majority voted ACT? yes. That's right. See, Matt, Matt's an expert on the bits about hating the Queen. Yeah. Interesting. They were the only people, the Australian Capital Territory, of Australia's 148 it's divisions. Because all politicians there. Yeah. Well, it's all well-educated people as well. All right. Well, Jesus. Because it's all, well, it's all uh, public servants and stuff as mm. well, so it's all highly educated people. And funnily enough, they were all for the Republic. Well, Queensland, on the other hand. Yeah, they were the lowest. Shout out to our Queensland fans. Of Australia's 148 divisions, 42 voted yes, with Melbourne, 70.9% yes. Sydney, 67.8% being the highest yes areas. Melbourne were the most anti-Queen. Again, in inner city areas, well-educated people. Just saying. (laughs) Just saying. It's funny because you know when things like that happen, and they're also like quite progressive normally, those inner city seats, and, and... they get bagged for being uh, highly educated, university educated, latte sipping people like who gives a shit about it. It's like, wait, are you saying their opinions are invalid because they're, they're well educated and they drink coffee? That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. That, you sh- we should listen to these people. Matt, you're the one who spends the time there bagging out the affluent East. Yeah, now who's coming around? Yeah, I thought you were the. That's right. I thought you were the working class man. Wait, I'm not. I grew up in the east. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm full of contradictions, um, but I don't know if affluence equals well educated necessarily. Although it often does, I guess. Not always. Anyway, whatever. Well, the the Queen survives, so she's still the Queen of of Australia, one of her realms. And in 2002, the Queen celebrated her golden jubilee, 50 years on the throne. And 10 years later, most recently in 2012, she celebrated her Diamond Jubilee. Do you remember the celebration? 60 years on the throne? Oh, oh yes. Had songs. There's a big concert, right? Yeah. Wasn't there? Paul and McCartney that's when would have my been favorite, there. Yeah, Paul McCartney was there. And my favorite bit was Prince Charles making a speech and he calls her mummy in his oh, speech. Good. This is like, this is... That's beautiful. Because you know what? You know what, Matt? Yeah, they're a monarchy. Yeah, they're the rulers of the country. But do you know what else they are? They're a bloody family. They're a, family. They're a group right, of they're fuckheads a living family. in a bubble who get to be uh, multi-millionaires because we allow them to be. Yeah, and they still share a really special bond. And he says, like, your royal highness, mummy. And it's like, because Because, you know what? You know what she is? His mum. Because at the end of the day, she's just a regular mum. 
and grandma. She's got grandkids. She's I'm sure she's got friends. She's just a regular human. I've she's never heard anything person. about friends. Well, the Queen surpassed her great-great-grandmother, Queen Victoria, to become the longest-lived British monarch in December 2007 and the longest-reigning British monarch on 9th of September 2015. She overtook, so now she's the longest-ever-reigning monarch. That's pretty good. Good on her. Her her children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. She's got four children we talked about, eight grandchildren and five great-grandchildren suddenly. And we're just going to go through... In line to the throne, do you know who's next up? The order? Charles. Charles is number one. Then Willie. Willie. William's then number two. Harry. No, not Harry. Wouldn't it be his wouldn't it be Prince George? Oh, yeah. The he's young got son is two sons then, isn't Number it? three. No, it's George and Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte? And that's a girl. Then number four is oh. Harry. Princess Charlotte, because oh, yeah, in right. two thousand and thirteen oh, they passed a law yeah. to make it not dependent on gender anymore. Oh great. Which makes more sense. Oh that that ma- that is a big step forward. I didn't hear about that. But and that, that was only in twenty thirteen? Well, that's because she was only born then. No, I know, but that's still that's kind of embarrassing. They hadn't thought of that before then. It is funny because, like, all their... Well, not all of them, but a lot of the great British monarchs have been ladies, like the current one, mm-hmm. who is, like, totally loved. And I think a lot of people would say ladies. that they're pretty happy um, as an Australian uh, constitutional monarchy under Queen Elizabeth II. And I think people might have second thoughts under Charles, maybe, because mm-hmm. he's... A bit of a bumbling weirdo. And then... <laughs> and then William. But William, I, I think, like is Will. popular again. So, it'll be interesting to see. We'll see uh, if George and Charlotte turn out all right. And then uh, Prince Harry is after Charlotte. Can I just say, like, as if I was somewhere... If I was, like, second or third to the throne, right, I'd be like, please don't come to me. Please don't get to me. Please don't get to me. Right? So, if I was Charlotte and I found out the year I was born, they were like, oh, that's not fair. Let Charlotte have a go, maybe. I'd be like, fuck! But that's only if her older brother dies. So, I mean, it would be a bit Fingers of a damn either way. I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want that responsibility. No, you just get the sweet laugh without... Yeah, you yeah. just... None of the pressure. Mm. Anyway, I'm sorry, Dave. Do go on. Oh, no, that's fine. No, I, I love speculating upon being a prince and a princess. It's I what mean, a dream give of. me the tiaras any day. Do you think... So, Charles, does he get the... He as, well, as long as he's alive, he gets first dibs? Yeah, he's number one. Right. First well, in line. I don't think he'll it's dibs. I don't think he really gets a choice. I think it's like, it's you or you abdicate. You're like, default. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. You can yeah. default and then... And then he could pass it pass on it if he on was too. very senile so, by that time. But so he, even if he was 102, it'd still be him? Yes. Yeah, right. That's interesting. But people like, for example, that King Juan Carlos, Carlos of Spain, he abdicated to give his son a go because yeah. he felt he was getting too old. But the Queen has said that she won't do that. But Prince Charles has stepped up and started doing more of her public mm-hmm. appearances because obviously she's going to be 90 yeah. next, or this year. I'm 25 and I'm tired. <laughs> but you know what will keep you going? How about Sweet Cash? Her wealth is often speculated upon, but the Sunday Times Rich List for 2015 estimated Queen Elizabeth II's private wealth to be approximately £340 million. Pounds. That's pretty good. Making her the 302nd richest person in the UK. The Royal Collection, which includes thousands of historic works of art and the famous crown jewels, however are not owned by the Queen. They're held in a trust, as are her official residences, such such as Buckingham Palace and Windsor Castle. She doesn't technically own those, but she does have a... uh, which is a property portfolio valued at half a billion pounds. She does, however, own property, including Sandringham Castle and... house, pardon me, and Belmoral Castle. In Scotland. Scotland. And she can't sell 
the British Crown estate's holdings. Sure. So it's estimated the Crown's estate have holdings of nearly ten billion pounds with a B. But she's not allowed to be like, sweet, I don't need this anymore, guys. Let's cash it in. <laughs> yeah. People but would notice. When, what she does own, though, how would she have purchased that? Like, would she have said? To her dad, Daddy, I'd quite like to, Philip and I think we'd oh, quite like to get a property in Scotland. When her mother died, Elizabeth the Queen Mother, it was estimated that she inherited seventy million pounds. So, they have a private wealth, definitely. Oh, but what blow. blows my mind when I think about people like hers live is she's probably never been to an ATM. Yeah, it doesn't. There'd be no point. Money to her doesn't really matter, does it? No. I does she ever see money with her face on it? Or does she just go to people like, no, that's what I want, and they go and buy it? Yeah, surely. You know she never wears the same outfit twice? What happens to them all? I don't know. She's just a real real person. Just a real normal mum. Just a real person. I never wear the same thing twice. I've never seen you wear that top before. I have never seen you wear that before. Or that. No, you both just never noticed. Yeah, I've never seen that t-shirt, Dave, but that's okay. Thank you. All right, we're going to end the show, as Jess often does, with some fun facts. Yeah. Fun facts. So, uh... We're up to modern day now, but in 2012, to coincide with the Diamond Jubilee, a famous building was renamed Elizabeth Tower in her honour. Can you guess which building is in London was renamed Elizabeth Tower? As in permanently? Permanently. That's what it's named. Uh, some, um, I'm guessing a tower. Yeah, the Tower of London, which I, mean, I don't is, I doubt I they would have done I think they've just that. left that Tower of London. The Gherkin? <laughs> the Gherkin, No. <laughs> Um, nah, don't know. It is the clock tower of the Palace of Westminster that everyone calls Big Ben. What? Wow. Its real name is Elizabeth Tower. Because no, Big Ben's the like bell, Big... right? What? So yeah, Big Ben is the colloquial name for the largest bell inside the Oh, so the it's clock the tower. bell that's called So it used Big to just be called the clock tower of the Palace of Westminster, and now it's officially called Elizabeth Tower. Oh, all right. That's interesting. Fun what? fact. People might think when it's was a, that? named when after was a mum. Uh, 2012. I was there and I was calling it Big Ben like some kind of idiot. You bloody idiot. It's, but I think that's just that's just one of those facts that is is there just to trip people up. You see it on trivia shows all the time. Yeah. People say, what is what is Big Ben? And people say it's the clock or the tower. But it's, it basically is, because that's what people say. I don't think anyone's going, let's check out Elizabeth Tower. They're still saying yeah. Big Ben, and no one can see the bell. Yeah. So it's a bullshit fact, but it's still <laughs> but, technically but true. But it's still technically fun, because it's in the fun facts section Okay, sorry. No, no. It's a fun... That's very fun. <laughs> Look, yeah, I feel like maybe you might have felt like that somehow I was having a go at you there when I said that's a, a load of fucking bull, but... I was that was just joking about. Yeah, we're having a good time. Just some mates having some fun. Fun facts, more fun, fun fact. facts. In her time, the Queen has answered approximately three and a half million items of correspondence. What? You can still write a letter to the Queen. My grandparents have received correspondence oh, from the Queen. Because they're a hundred? No, because well, for their sixtieth wedding anniversary. That's right. She sends oh. out telegrams to people that live to be a hundred or older in the in the. In the Commonwealth, or if you celebrate your 60th wedding anniversary, mm-hmm. that's lovely that mm-hmm. they did. And my grandpa wants to get to 100 just so he gets a letter from her, but she, he doesn't want, he wants her to still be queen at 100. He How doesn't want he a letter now? from he's, Charles. He's 90, he's same age as her. So they've just both got to make 100. I reckon she could. She's looking good. Yeah, I think so. She went pretty close. Over 100, I'm pretty sure. Elizabeth, the Queen Mother, she died age 101. Yes. Nice yes. one. So. All right. Nice number. Uh, queen Elizabeth II, in her first 60 years of reign, the Queen undertook 261 official overseas visits, and she's visited 116 countries. Imagine her passport. Would she That's have awesome. a passport? Yeah, surely, right. Ooh. How does she fly? Does she have her own plane? She, Presumably. She, she has her own plane, yeah, for sure. Still. 
Uh, she was the first reigning monarch to visit Australia. So and on, on her first visit, it was estimated that three quarters of the Australian population saw her. See, that's wow. kind of weird, isn't that's it? Crazy. Because like, wasn't Harry just here, and we, like, I didn't even notice. Yeah, but this she was the first ever queen. No, to come. I know, but now so we don't like make a big as deal. And also, there's a lot less people. Some of it, like I think Charles studied at Geelong Grammar for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and oh, maybe Will did too. Will did as well. If you ever meet just normal people at Geelong Grammar. Exactly. If you ever meet the Queen, Matt, according to the official royal website, you should. Men should perform a neck bow from the head only. So a bit of a nod. How are you? How are you, Queen? How are you? How are you? Mate. Mate. Uh, whilst women should whilst do a... puckering s- your lips. <laughs> Give her a wink. Give her a wink. <laughs> a wink and a pucker. You'll be right. All right. All right. All right, man. Take the hat off. Take the cap. Don the hat. Uh, whilst women should do a small curtsy, other people prefer, this is on the website, still quoting, prefer simply to shake hands in the usual way. Oh, <laughs> Interesting. On Interesting. presentation to the Queen, the correct formal address is Your Majesty the first time and subsequently Mom. Mom. Thank you, Mom. Mom is in harm, not ma'am is in ham. That's from the King's speech. Oh, that's bloody good. Uh, you can write a letter to the Queen. You can get some of this correspondence. If you wish to write a formal letter, you can open with Madame and close the letter with this. And I'm Letters. Sure Matt, you'll be writing this. I have the honour to be, Madame, Your Majesty's humble and obedient servant. <laughs> it then says on the website, you don't have to close your... It, like it says, you don't have to do that. Do, you know when you say she writes, she's written a million letters or whatever... Is she? Are you? She's. Someone's written it and she's signed it, right? She's not physically going. Dear Matthew, thank you so much for the letter and cookies. Cookies. <laughs> for a second, I also went. Where to get the name Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> That's your name. I. Well, we're only. We're going to find out when we turn hundred and get it. She won't be alive when I'm hundred. Damn it. She well, might. she could be. She's looking great. <laughs> Uh, in her time, the Queen has famously owned over 30 corgis, corgi dogs. That's in a, that's a 19, lot of corgis. In 1933, her father brought home a corgi called Dookie. Adorable. So cute. She Matt, was in love. On. You love animals. Dookie. Yeah, come on, That, mean, that means shit. a piece of shit. <laughs> but other corgis... <laughs> other corgis have included Sherry, Whiskey... Bushy and Foxy, if you, Do you like reckon that she would still be able to name all of them for you? Probably. She just loves them. But the, perhaps the most famous corgi was Susan. <laughs> who was given, <laughs> I love seriously, dogs with human names. It was given yeah. to her on her 18th birthday and from all which future corgis descended. So all, the, most of them are related to, to Susan. That's nice. Susan. <laughs> Susan. Don't shit on the carpet, Susan. <laughs> Matt, do you do the voice better. Susan. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Get off the rug. He was No more. He, he was No more shitting on the on the rug. Do you reckon she's ever sworn? Scurry on now. Does she do I reckon she's, she's got a potty mouth, I reckon. Man. Fuck me, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> the dog has done it again. No, no, not like that, Philip. Please. I don't know what the animal over the shop. All right, final uh, fact. Uh, um. Final fun fact. In 2012, Queen Elizabeth II's corgis, Monty, Willow, and Holly appeared during the brief James Bond sketch Mm -hmm. when Daniel Craig arrived at Buckingham Palace for the mission to take the Queen to the 2012 
Olympics opening ceremony. Do you remember that video? So Daniel Craig no, pretended sorry, to be... The, it's the, it was the yeah. best thing that ever happened. Really? Daniel Craig pretends to be James Bond. He escorts the Queen and her dogs are in the background, three of them. And then um, they have a video that looks like she and him parachute out of the the plane together into the stadium. Oh, that's fun. So it's like a skydiver dresses the Queen, which is great. But this is the fun fact. Monty, who had previously belonged to the Queen Mother, uh, died in September 2012. But Monty had been named for the horse whisperer and friend of the Queen, Monty Roberts. Monty Roberts, the horse whisperer. It's all come full circle, horse whispering. And Olympics. And Olympics. It all comes together. So he's named after the horse whisperer, and he was part of the Olympics. That is beautiful. It is beautiful. But that was a really cool part of the Olympics opening ceremony. So it was like a video that played on the screen of, of James Bond going into her office and she's just sitting there writing and he sort of waits there for a bit and then he does like an awkward like <clears throat> and then she she gets up and she's like all right and they walk through the corridors and they get into the helicopter and then the helicopter flies off and it flies over london and then an actual helicopter appears above the stadium and two people jump out of it wearing the outfit and then the queen that's when the queen arrives like she pretends that she, she plays along with it what a legend she sounds like a, she's a real good sport yep she, she sounds uh, like a very normal person. Yeah, that's that's what we're really I mean, getting out of this. After everything she's done with us, you she's know, just done for us. She's just so down to earth. Us. Yeah, you know, just had a, had everyone's money, lived an easy life. You know, after all she's done for us. All right, Matt, time has come for you then. I think that you are leaning towards keeping the queen, if you can choose. I'll ask Jess first. Given the vote, would you keep Queen Elizabeth II as our monarch? Honestly, I don't really understand what would happen if we became a republic. We just have a president. Yeah, so like what? As well as a prime minister. I don't even know if we'd necessarily have a president. We'd just have uh, an Australian head of state. So it'd probably still be called the Governor General, I think. But, but it depends. Th- there could be, I mean, there's lots of different ways it could be. But I think that's the official way that. Uh, so the wording of the change in 1999 was to alter the constitution to establish the Commonwealth of Australia as a republic with the Queen and Governor-General being replaced by a president appointed by two-thirds majority of the members of the Commonwealth Parliament. So that was, yeah, that was what... So John Howard was really smart. He he knew that the Republic was by far more popular than the monarchy at the time. So he chose the way he allowed the vote as Prime Minister, which was kind of up to him, but he, there was pressure on to do it. But the only way to get it in was to have an unpopular system, which was having a president... That was chosen by the parliament. Yeah. So he knew that that was going to be unpopular. So the people who wanted republics still voted no. Some did. Yeah. Because they're like, we'll wait until we can do it the way we want to do it. Yeah. And others just want to know. And that's what pushed the nose. Interesting. Over the line. Now, the current um, head of the Republican movement is uh, Fitz, Fitz, Fitzsimons, Peter Fitzsimons, Fitzsimmons. And I think he, the official. Uh, like I think the system that they would go with, if uh, or what he favours or they favour at the moment, would be pretty much not changing anything. It's a symbolic thing. Nothing had changed apart from the head of state would now be uh, an Australian. So basically, instead of the Governor General asking for the rubber stamp from the Queen, mm. he wouldn't have to. He's the one who gives the rubber yeah, stamp. Say, so it really it doesn't. It's it's totally it's entirely symbolic. You would not feel any. Change, yeah, I don't think it'd be any different. So it's not, it just means that I mean, it to me, it is bizarre that we still have 
an English-born royal as basically, like literally, our king or queen. Yeah. And, it, and that's the that's the main reason. Then they changed the flag. Uh, not wouldn't have to, but probably, probably you would. probably would because I'd be happy to change the flag as well. What a boring fucking flag! Looks like the same flag mm. as every other country in the Commonwealth. I don't particularly like the options they give us. So when people try to make, yeah, it I know right. that's the the trouble with it. For the sake of argument, I would just say keep it as it is. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I would like to uh, <laughs> pledge my royal official allegiance to Queen Elizabeth II. Yeah. What, what a lady. Keep going. Another 60 years, I can see her up the top. Come on, Lizzie. I just it's going to happen, you guys. It will happen one day. All right, there you go. Two to one. Two to one, Matt. I'm afraid you are out. All right, so that's Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, two yeses, one no. Matt will be probably... But mine was a strong yes. Okay. And mine was a for fairly the Republic. weak no. Oh, yes, for the Republican. We're a two no's. So you'll probably be taken out the back and have your head chopped off secretly tonight. Mine was a very by the weak no. Queen Elizabeth II's Corgi Militia. <gasps> She's got a Corgi Militia. You've got to know these things. Thanks so much for listening to the show. And if you are from overseas where none of this affects you at all, thanks for putting up with that if you're an American or... Uh, you're probably American. <laughs> they broke you're it. probably American. They have a little day called uh, Independence Day. And they fucking got it done a few... Years it was ago. a great film, yeah. yeah. It's great, that's right. And they're doing a sequel, so thank God for that. Thank God. It's a sequel to you Independence know what? Day. There's something thank for everyone out there. Queen for that. Thank you. God bless the Queen. I pledge my humble allegiance to be her servant. If you had a good time on the show or yes, listening to the show, uh, you can let us know by tweeting us at DoGoOnPod. Whenever we get a tweet, it bloody lights up our day, doesn't it, guys? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Bloody Big li- time. And our phones, mainly. It just it lights up the phones. It's a notification phones, yeah. on three different mobiles. Imagine that. Oh. Imagine that. So uh, send us a tweet, review the show, all that kind of stuff. Uh, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with a report, Matt. Yes. Um, yeah, looking forward to doing that. It is me next. Bloody hell. All right. Hey, if you uh, if you have any ideas for what I should do, feel free to tweet in at DoGoOnPod. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd love to get some fresh ideas. Because at the moment, mine's going to be about the Republican movement. <laughs> I think that could get a bit tedious. <laughs> I think it's totally good. <laughs> I think you're good. Well, thanks so much, guys, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Hey team, Dave here, just quickly dropping your line at the end of the show to tell you that it is coming up to comedy festival season across Australia, so if you want to come and see us do some comedy live, now is the time to listen. First off on the calendar is Perth for the Fringe World Festival. I'm coming over in February to do my comedy quiz show, Facty Fact versus the Audience. Pretty much it's a comedy quiz show where three comedians are asked very silly questions and they compete against the audience. You guys get to answer the questions as well. It's a lot of fun, and I'm doing it at Noodle Palace in Northbridge, and I'm also doing some shows out at the Midland Junction Arts Centre out at Midland. All these shows are on between February the 4th and the 13th, and if you're interested, you can check out fringeworld.com.au. You type in Facty Fact, and the show comes up. So that is it for me now. All three of us are doing separate shows at the Melbourne Comedy Festival at the end of March and in April, but we'll tell you about that a little later. Thanks so much. I promised myself that I'd use this show for good and not evil, so I really, really hope that the show will be good and not evil. So thanks so much for listening. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. I love you. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 